0: Ever. Uh, sorry I'm late. Um, I've had other things on, very busy. Uh, you know how it goes. Um, so right, so launching right in. Uh, how about them Gulls on a win streak? They uh, want to say five game win streak? One, two, three, four, five game win streak. Um, and they just can't see to do anything wrong currently. They're just kicking butt essentially, and uh, getting back those veterans in that last Ontario game definitely helped. They proved the difference, and particularly on special kill, uh, special kill, uh, special teams. Um, yeah, so, here's to more of that. Um, coming up they've got the Barracuda, back-to-back against the Rain, and a whole bunch more back-to-backs. I'll cover that at the end of the show. So, yeah, let's go goals. Um, update on injuries. I still haven't been able to watch the game that Perot got injured in. I'm very, very sorry about that. Just things have gotten in the way. I've had every intention to. um, I will try in the next few days. I'm currently in a long weekend. Um, My country is, how would you describe it? Religious, but not religious. So Easter means a big deal here. Um, So I've got pretty much a five-day weekend. Um, So yeah, I'll try to get to covering that one. Um, same with Jack Bedini, that must have been a pretty big deal, because he's not been back since, uh, it was, it was later than Perot that he was out, but not by much, must have been a couple of games, I'm thinking. So, yeah, it's been a whole month for both of them now. Um, and I just want to update, Laredo is not injured. Um, Kevin Deneen in his post-game interview for the Tucson game last week, said, uh, just because Laredo had those two goals, no, one goal and assist, um, you know, good. he played really well, he responded well, because he's been scratched the last couple of games, and I was literally like, what? So, um, yeah, they've been scratching guys like Laredo, who's a former 40 point scorer, in favour of defensemen converted to forwards, um, yeah, upside down the season, uh, so, on scratches, um, in that last game against the Rain, because the veterans came down, somebody had to go out, and it was Max Gollard and Alex Dosti. So, um, yeah, Gollard. I mean, it's kind of unfair because they've both been pretty playing pretty well. Um, but then again, who would you take out? Because everyone else has been playing pretty well, even the converted for converted defenseman to forwards. So, um, I'm I'm not really debating that too much so long as those two can get back in for a couple of other games, because they do show some good speed and, and hustle. Um, speaking of other players, just announced today slash yesterday, um, Axel Anderson has been added to the lineup. So, Axel Anderson was acquired in the trade from Boston for Andre Kasha So, let me think back on that. That was... Kasha, Anderson, and a first-round pick for David Backus. Wait, I've got that wrong. You know what I'm saying. Um, The Ducks gave up Kasha. they got David Backus, first-round pick, and Axel Anderson. There you go. Sorry, that's late uh, on a weekend. Um, So... I was really surprised to see him added to the roster. It doesn't really make a heck of a lot of sense that they would pull him over now. He's been playing in the uh, Swedish, what you refer to as the Swedish minor league um, this season. Um, played in the QMGL, G A H L last year. Um, got 24 points in 43 games with Moncton. Um, I did see a couple of those games. And he did look good, but he was just injured a lot. Um, he would come back, play a good game, then get injured straight away. Um, and so, this season, he's played for... So I'm not going to say this is correct. Solderate? Um, 11 points in 51 games is not that great for the Swedish minor league. Um, so, I'm not going to... Um, temper expectations too much. I'll, be, I'll Let's just keep expectations low and then we'll be pleasantly surprised if he does well. Um, at that point... And I do expect him to see him in some goals games because there's no other reason for them to be bringing him over, um, and I'm looking at this to be sort of a test. They're just seeing what they've got in him as to whether they should move on or not, um, which would be sad because they've barely had him. But um, it feels like he was a bit of a throne in that trade. Um, so anyway, if you want to know more about him, um, I wrote him a little, wrote about a little. I wrote a little bit about him when he was first acquired. Uh, From memory, he's sort of like a power power play specialist. Um, Think of him like a smaller, uh, possibly less poised Jamie Drysdale. Um, He walks the line really well. I remember seeing him do that in the couple of games I saw. Um, But, as I mentioned, he gets injured because he's smaller. Um, So... It'll be interesting to see, he's, um, and when I say smaller, so he's six foot, 179 pounds, so he might actually do a bit better, he's put on some weight from the last time I looked, um, anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll see how he goes, I'll, 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 I'll withdraw any further judgement until we actually see him play, um, I've had a request, should I actually, no, we'll, f- we'll move on, because I'll get to that bit later, um, Speaking of players and possibly incoming players, um, McLaughlin, watch—it's still in effect and still mm, no updates at all. Um, a little bit concerning because it's been oh, almost a week now since his team was eliminated from the college playoffs. I, I won't give them their official name. It's they—they they won the Big Ten. Um, they lost in the semifinals for the Frozen Four. Semifinals? No, quarterfinals. Um, so, yeah, they were upset. But then a lot of college teams were. It's been a weird season, apparently. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of expecting we'd see him by now. There's been a lot of signings over the last few days. Uh, lots of teams signing their college prospects. But no word on McLaughlin. So, uh, yeah, it's just this radio silence is a little bit strange. Um, you'd think you would hear... He'd be signed by now, or word of him going back to college. He's 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 eligible to go back for one more year, but most college kids, but particularly uh, prospects, um, sign after their junior season. So um, I wish I could give you more information on that. I'm I would really like to see him play. He, when I've I've been sort of watching the highlights of the Golden Gophers and. His goals, the most common ones, seem to be like this play where he snuck off the uh, the goal line boards, like the end boards. He'd just sneak in, come in front of the net, and, and get the puck in. So no fear of going to the net. Not sure how that's going to translate to um, the program. Um, but college hockey is notorious for being a lot more defensive. So, you know, he could, that could work. Um, from what I saw of him at World Juniors, um, he, he seemed to be able to help. Hold his own. Um, So, yeah, that's why I would really like to see him on the goals sooner rather than later, uh, just to see what he's got and how long it might take him to progress. I'm going to say a couple more years in the AHL at this point. Um, But somebody who's not going to take time in the AHL is Alex Limoges. Holy cow, that kid just comes straight in here and goes four points in three games. Setting up primary assist. I'm. I'm gonna say. Um, all of his assists. So, so, all of his assists so far have been primary assists. I'm pretty sure of that. Um. He. I'm. I. People are probably gonna laugh at me, but that first game he reminded me so much of Corey Perry. A Um. No fear of going to the net. Uh, can stick handle on a box. Um. Slippery. Worms his way. I know. I said the word the worm would but worms his way through defenders somehow despite being tall and huge um and yeah what else can you say he's uh he's a surprisingly really good package i didn't know much about him but i guess makes a lot of sense he's a two-time Hobie baker nominee he knows how to score he knows what to do with the puck um so yeah duck's got a good find there that's um all thanks to their uh, college drafting, oh, college drafting, college scouting once again. Um, Madden is the man. He just got his fingers in all the pies. I don't know if he's even had time to still watch college, but he must have set somebody up to, to uh, keep following along. Um, but yeah, well done, Ducks. Good signing. Well, not exactly signed yet, but I'm, I'm guessing they will hang on to him now. Four points in three games. Um, I put out a call for some questions during the week, and thank you so much to um, people that replied. Um, Marty Griffin, cool name buddy, um, asks, who has surprised you on the goal so far this season? Um, sorry, I'm going to go on a rant here, because I can't choose one single player. It's <laughs> um, gonna, I'm going to make this my uh, hmm, praise, praise section, because, I mean... They've all played pretty well. There's not been anybody that's been absolutely horrible. Um, and I'm going to leave the veterans out because i you know, the veterans. They should be doing what they're doing anyway. But, all right. So, starting off, Hunter Drew. Hunter Drew has surprised me a lot. I think the most out of all girls players. Um, he has taken being converted to a forward in his stride, and it actually suits his game a heck of a lot better than being a defenseman. Um, there, I said it, um, just his style lends so much better to being a forward, he was never really a puck rushing defenseman. that was my concern of his, his, his foot speed is just not great enough for the modern NHL defenseman's game, um, but being a forward, he can, he, he sort of fits that prototypical old school power forward mould, which hasn't completely left the game yet, and is sort of being adapted. So, you don't have to be absolutely screamingly fast, um, so long as you can close gaps, um, and he can kind of he can do that with his size and reach. So, yeah, he's got six points in eighteen games, and that's on, that's already one point shy of his point total last year in twenty nine games. So he's having a good year, and I think he's proved that well, proved somebody right that he he actually plays better as a forward um and i think we've all seen his shot it's pretty damn good and it's another part of his game that lends well to being a forward. he's got a wickedly good release so um yeah next up um bogru i didn't know what to expect of bogru i hadn't seen a heck of a lot of his junior games um all i know is that a lot of pundits had high hopes for him um some even called that he might make the ducks straight away um but he has looked really good. He um, he has 13 points in 24 games. He's tied for 4th on the team right now with Agazzino. And he's only 1 behind DeLeo for 3rd. Um, all as a first year pro. And I hate to say that but I think he made Antoine Moran expandable. Uh, expandable. He um, He's by far the girls best penalty killer right now. Um, and possibly one of the best centers so yeah he is looking very good in his development progression he could be in the NHL next year actually I'd call it not straight away next year but partway through next year I think he might be ready um and next up Bryce Kindop who also is a first year pro started the season in Tulsa in the ECHL um it was relatively quiet there. Um, so I was keeping tabs on him, Golod, and the third, third nate escapes me. Um, but yeah, I was keeping tabs on the three of them. And Golod was doing much better. Golod was more um, p- perfecting the game more, uh, using his speed. It sounded like it was just being pretty uh, more effective. Whereas G- Kondop's game maybe didn't lend so well to whatever strategy they're employing down there, I'm not sure, but um, he he did get better, but uh, when he came up to the goals, I was expecting Golot to have the bigger impact, just based off of what I heard about him in Tulsa. But uh, no, Kindop has really settled in on the goals and uh, shown why the Ducks um, were right about signing him. He uh, has seven points in 19 games, four goals, three assists. I had to... Make sure I mention that because it's a good mix. But also four goals—he's a—he's a scorer. Um, one of those is a short-handed goal we saw recently, and um, yeah, he's—he's he's looking pretty good on the on the penalty kill. So he's—he's he's rounding out to be a good all-rounder, good all-round player. Um, and yeah, that's why he's on my list of goals that surprised me so far because um, undrafted, but already kind of proving that he can—he can fit in the, in the AHL give it a couple more years, he might actually progress further. Um, next up is Nicholas Bruyard. I've mentioned him a couple of times in my in my articles and also, I think, on the last podcast. Um, he surprised me because he, kind of like Benoit did when he first came to the gulls he's, you know, not drafted, not signed, just came in, out of camp on a tryout and, uh, stuck. Um, I mean, at the time I was very surprised, but I shouldn't have been because I did not realize his history in terms of he actually had some pro time in the Leafs organization, um, but left to go pursue his studies and finish that off, and then has now come back. So, good on for, That's really cool. Good on him for that. That's that's You don't see players do that too often. Um, and now he seems to be committed to um, progressing his pro career, and um, if the goals could fit him on defence a little more often. I think he would um, be progressing a little bit better. Um, he's being bounced around forward and defence lately, um, just because there's only so many spots. Uh, but I hope the Ducks and Gulls uh, sort of make room for him to stay at his natural position of defence moving forward, because he looks really good there, especially on the power play. He's uh, We've seen he's a good puck mover. Um, seems to have some good hockey sense on the power play, can pick lanes, can um, spot a play developing, uh, but he also has some tenacity and some, um, what do you call it, pest, pest in him, definitely some pest, I've seen a lot of players getting annoyed by him, and he's, he's he's a small dude, he stands up to big guys, we've seen it a couple of times, and I really like when, like as a small guy myself, I really like seeing that, so yeah, he's sort of like my new favourite guy now that Moran's gone, oh, I'm still so sad. Um, and finally, Oli eriksson Yes, Oli. Oli the goalie. He, I will be the first to admit, I was not on his fan club at all to start the season, um, or previous seasons. Both he and Durney had turned out to be minor disappointments in the in their ducked careers so far. But this appears to be the year of um, career progression for both of them. And, uh, Yeah, he's looked really good so far, he's, um, just looking at his stats, sorry, I'm just starting to wind down a bit, um, oh, my tabs have all not refreshed, horrific, hang on, here we go, so, he is 5th in the league for goals against average with 2.02, and 5th and save percentage with 0.927. Although that might have changed. Let me just double check that. Uh, nope, it's still... Yep, 5th and save percentage as well. So, and that's pretty much out of nowhere. Um, and this has been a weird season for goaltending stats. They update so frequently. Um, DogeDoll was 1st or 2nd for the first couple of weeks, and now he's 11th in save percentage uh, with a 0.916. But his GAA has definitely crated. And he's at 3.0. And dropped off the first page. So, yeah. Oli Eriksson Ek is um, coming into his own. I was really, really surprised. Um, And I've never been able to see him fully play, to be fair. Um, And I do find his style still a little bit different but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock it because it works Um, he's just so calm and poised and I guess you can tell when he's off his game is if he does start swimming or getting out of position but from what we've seen so far he can really he's times it well squares up to shots uses his size big shoulders and just gets big pretty much those breakaways he faced in the last couple of games, and I've mentioned it on a different podcast, but that blew me away, the way he pretty much played one of them stand-up style. Like, he didn't go down to the butterfly at all. He waited the shooter, the the shooter went early, and he just calmly left padded to decide while he was standing up. That's not something that everyday goalies do, especially modern goalies. So, yeah, I was very impressed by that. Um, So... Be interesting to see what the Ducks have in him now moving forward, because it looks like we could have a goalie, <laughs> a prospect goalie controversy on our hands uh, between he and Dostal. I'm pretty sure the Ducks would still have Dostal as their number one uh, future netminder, but Oli is proving that he's he's starting to you know come into the potential that they drafted him for. Um, right, so that's enough on that. Sorry, that was see a long-winded answer on that question. Thank you so much, Marty. That was a good one. Uh, and next up, Duncan, aka the ginge gator <laughs> Love it mate. Um, he asks, what has led the goals turnaround to the goals turnaround? And what do you think caused the losing streak in the first place? <laughs> um so two yeah. Simple answer Ziegris and Jamie Dr. being called up caused the losing streak. There's no really two ways about it. They um, they were relying heavily on them for um, offense and defense, well, in Drysdale's case. Um, and after that, everything sort of just went downhill. Um, Dostal's game went downhill. Um, there wasn't anybody that really stepped up to fill the hole left by and, uh And then all these injuries hit. So... At first I was thinking, when Zegris went up, I was like, it'll be okay, they'll hopefully send down a veteran that can sort of cover for him, and they did. They had, um, you know, we had all three, Agazino, Podorowski, and Leteri, and they were scoring enough to cover for the hole that Zegers left, but then two of those went up and stayed. So, the goals all of a sudden had no uh, scoring punch, uh, or experienced... Uh, total scoring punch I mean they had Carrick and DeLeo but that's not much else in terms of supporting cast I mean Podorowski has been very hot lately but he needs support Um, so yeah it was pretty much Zegris and Drysdale being called up uh, what caused the losing streak Um, (laughs) there isn't really much else to it I mean just injuries and call ups those are the two main factors. And, you know, that happens. And if it's going to happen, this is the season to do it in. Um, I think I'll also just say, on an additional note, I've been listening to Around the A as well. I don't know if you listen to that. It's a good podcast. Um, just further to my comment last week about the CHL, AHL agreement. Sorry, my voice is getting dry. Hang on. Anyway, sorry. Um yeah. The Round the A podcast they uh talked about again the uh CHL Raw, I think they were talking to the colour commentator for the Belleville Senators and uh he mentioned he thinks as a compromise that the age should be lowered from twenty to nineteen. Um, which is another good point and something I'd agree with as well. It's sort of a compromise, he made the point that um As 18 year olds, if they got taken away to play in the AHL, it really would uh, cause harm to the CHL, who drafted those players, um, to have them all of two years, it's it's not really enough for them to get the value for uh, development out of them. So, a good compromise would be to have them um, be able to to leave at 19, and um, yeah, I'd agree with that. and he makes the good point that if they're 18 and they're playing the NHL, they're good enough to play in the NHL. But if they're not, then stay there for the extra year. So, yeah, that's another good point. It'll be interesting to see what happens next year. If there's all the next GMs meeting. To see they, if you know, how much push there is to see if they can change that rule. Um, I've been running on now. How long am I gone? My voice is running out. 24 minutes! Longer than last last episode. How's that? How's that? I've been rambling at you for 24 minutes. Um. So. Uh. Yes. I'll cover more things next time. This is another quick one, sorry. Um. I guess we can talk. No, I already ranted a bit more about Limoge, didn't I? Um. Give me your thoughts on him. Tweet me. Um. Any of the things I've covered. Let me know your opinions. We can get some, uh forum going on this. Um, oh, and also I will update my drinking game. I'm so behind on doing that. And I know, I know it's really out of date. There's so many things I've seen this season that I could update it with. Um, and I've got other stuff upcoming. I know I said I was going to do a trade tease article. I Hopefully still have time to do that, because I know the deadlines fastly vastly approaching. Um, and another one I'll be doing is a mid-season grades article inspired by your question, Marty, because... Yeah, that really had me do a deep dive on the goals roster and who's who's impressed or surprised me so far. So, yeah, I'm sure I've done that every year, but, um, yeah, it's time to do another one. Mid-season grades, look out for that coming soon on defendthenest.com. Um sounded like a joke just then. So, yeah, feel free to share this around, send me more questions, um, tell me what I'm doing wrong. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I did figure out how to get this on Apple Podcasts this week, though, so I was quite proud of myself for that. Um, On that note, apparently I'm supposed to tell you to subscribe and rate the show. Um, And that helps, apparently. Um, Maybe I'll get some of that Manscaped money. Um, Yeah. Anyway. um, That's it. Don't forget to check out my articles coming up on DefendTheNest.com. Tweet me defend the nest is D, um, comment on my reddit articles that I probably spam that through that forum with too much, let me know if I'm doing that too much, I'm sorry, it's sort of automatic for my blog now, um, I feel really bad about that, um, and yeah, catch you later.